I want to talk about what it really takes to get results, how you might be playing small, and encourage you to step into your most successful, driven, loving self. Hi friend, welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age, why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. Hi, today we're going to talk about commitment and getting results and I want to share some things that I had to sacrifice in order to grow my business and just really shed some light on how you may be playing small and how you can recommit to your business by me sharing some examples of how I did this in my life. I think it's going to be really helpful. So let's dive in. One thing that I hear a lot of entrepreneurs talk about is how they don't have enough time. Sarah, I can't get everything done. I'm falling behind in this course. You know, I haven't been able to reach out to this person. It's feeling very overwhelming right now. And, you know, being completely transparent and honest, this is my full-time job. This is what I'm doing full-time. For a long time, it wasn't, right? Probably for, I don't know, four years, I was juggling both and it's a lot harder. So if you are in the juggle, I feel for you. I do. And it is harder right now and it will get easier. And I think knowing that can be really helpful. Knowing that, hey, it's really hard right now. Not that it's never going to be hard again, but juggling everything right now, that is the hardest when you're fully committed um, in terms of like your time, because a lot of you probably are fully committed to your business, but you still have to go to your nine to five, go to your day job. Um, It's harder when you're doing both. So so what I want to say about, getting the results is you have to be willing to make sacrifices with the time that you do have, right? When Peter and I were building our business, we didn't really travel at all. Like we didn't travel for probably four years. Um, We weren't watching a lot of TV. We weren't going out on the weekends. We were spending time, all of our extra time when we weren't working at our day job, we were spending it on our business. And you have to be willing to do that. I would say your business is like your baby, right? It's going to take time and it's going to take energy. So if you want results, you're going to have to make sacrifices. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're going to need to look at your schedule and say, what can I give up to give it to my business, right? Peter and I, we probably spent four years sacrificing a lot, really focusing on our business. And it it's kind of like, you know, you think you're starting a business, you're becoming an entrepreneur, so you have more time. But during the, the growth period, you have less time. Right now, we've really been enjoying our freedom. I'm recording this and we're getting ready to go to Australia. And it's just really nice to be enjoying the fruits of our labor now, but when you're in it, you're kind of not, right? Like you put in the work now so you can enjoy it later. That's kind of how entrepreneurship and building a business works. So that's something that I would say to look at, like, are you sacrificing things so you can build your business? What can you remove from your plate so you have more time to focus on the things that are really going to grow your business and give you more freedom and more enjoyment later. Not saying that it has to be terrible, you guys, while you're building your business. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable, but it is a lot of work. One of my clients, 
just was hustling so hard to get her detox done, get it into Kajabi. If you guys don't know Kajabi, I'll put a link to a video Peter and I did in the show notes. It's kind of what we use for our website and courses and things like that. And so she's been health coaching a lot in person and she is trying to get some more of her time back and decided to go online. And so she's been working with me and you know, she's a mom. She has a bunch of clients, a lot of stuff going on. She teaches yoga classes and she took time on the weekend. She stopped doing stuff on the weekends, you know, stayed up late at night after coaching her clients to get this into Kajabi and she did it, right? She did it and it feels really good. And now she's going to have more time because a lot of that is automated, right? So sometimes we have to spend time so that we can get the time back. So that's, that's a big thing, you know, be willing to make sacrifices. What sacrifices do you need to make right now so that you can focus on the growth of your business and know that freedom is going to come later? Another thing that I hear a lot from health coaches is, you know, I'm not making any money. Once I make money, then I'm going to invest. I'm going to invest in my business once I make money. And as the saying goes, it takes money to make money. It is so freaking true. So I think in order to commit and get the results, you have to be willing to take risks. And sometimes those risks mean investing in your business. You don't want your stuff to look janky, right? You don't want your website to look all funky and weird. Not that you need a website, but if you are going to have a website, have a good website, right? If you're going to have a sales page, have a sales page that works. Um, You want everything to look professional, look like you're serious about doing business. I always say, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right because you might not have time to go and do it again. And who wants to do it again, right? So invest in the sales page or the computer or the laptop or the more storage or the faster internet. And I know you guys, like sometimes it's like, oh, my internet sucks. Well, then it's your job as an entrepreneur because the internet is like your business. When it comes to working online, you've got to have fast internet. And I have dealt with all of the internet issues. When we lived in Maui, OMG, our internet was a hot mess. We had somebody come out and give us an estimate for like re, I don't even know, rewiring the internet so it would be faster. I think we were paying, I'll have to ask Peter afterwards and I'll post about this on my stories when it comes out so we have the right price. But I think we were paying over $100 a month just for internet. We also had a hot spot. So if you have an issue, there is definitely a way to solve it, right? If your internet is slow and your video is lagging, you need to invest in higher internet. You need to figure it out. Google, that's your best friend. That is your best friend. Definitely invest. Be willing to invest in your business now before it's making money. And that's what we did. We invested a lot when we were first starting our business. And I always like to think about it. Investing in an online business, it's so much less than if you were to invest in a cafe and in-person business. So just, you know, remind yourself of that when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm spending all this money on this business that isn't bringing in any money yet. It's a lot less than if you were to start an in-person business. And It is scary. I get it. It is scary to invest in a business that isn't making any money, but you have to take risks in order to get rewards. And if you truly do your best and work your booty off, it will work out. It always does. The people that it doesn't work out for are the people who are too scared and never get off the fence. They never fully step into entrepreneurship. And I think if you always have one foot in and one foot out, it's never going to work for you. Don't be that person. Be the person that commits and keeps trying until you get where you want to go. I always say you can't fail if you don't give up, right? So keep working at it. 
Another piece of advice I'll give you for getting results is know what works in your business. Be a marketer. Pay attention. You can't just throw stuff out there all the time and just hope something sticks. That is not a business plan. A business plan is paying attention to what works and then spending more time and effort and energy into that. I'll give you some examples. So for me, and again, you guys, when I share stuff that works for me on this podcast, I want you to then go out and try it if you like it. If you're like, oh, that's cool. Maybe that'll work for me. I want you to go out and try it. But then pay attention to the results you get, right? Pay attention to analytics and insights and, and see if it works because something that works for me, it might not work for your audience. We're all so different and I'm always preaching. I did a live earlier this week and I was just talking about how we're all so different. And once you shine a light on who you really are and you really step into being your own brand, you attract people and it's easier to show up and share. But just know what I'm I'm sharing is coming from me showing up and sharing and it might be different than works than what works for your audience. So keep that in mind too. That is part of being a smart business owner is paying attention. This is working. This isn't working. And honestly, I didn't do that at the beginning. I didn't do that at all. I just kept throwing stuff out there and I wasn't paying attention. Like nobody's liking this. Well, that sucks. Okay. Let me put the same exact thing out there with a different colored background or a different photo. It's like, no, that doesn't work, Sarah. So for me, what works in my business? So a few things that work in my business that I spend time on every single day because I know they work is personal connections. I mean, a lot of these things, I do think I teach my clients. I do think these work for most businesses, but personal connections is huge for my business. I'm a very personable, I don't know if that's what I'm trying to say, but I'm a very personable person, meaning I like making connections. It makes me feel really good to feel connected to you, to my audience. And if I am not, if I haven't, you know, been responding to DMs or comments or checking out your posts and seeing what you're up to. I feel really disconnected and I can start to feel really lost. So personal connections, this looks like, you know, sending DMs. This looks like responding to comments, watching your stories, watching your content. That works really well in my business. When I do that, I get ideas. I create content from those ideas. I create connection. I hear problems. I create solutions to those problems via courses and programs. So that works really well for me. Another thing that works really well is showing up live on videos, again, because it allows me to connect to my audience. It allows them to get to know me, to see me, to trust me, to know that I'm a real person, not just like these photos on the internet, that I'm I'm very similar to how I write, how I talk, how I show up, right? It builds that know, like, and trust. Live videos have always worked really well for me. And if you're afraid to do videos, just know it gets easier. Nobody is super pumped and excited, at least nobody that I've met the first time they do a live video. But if you never do it, you're never going to get better. And then another thing that works really well for me is sharing so much value. One thing that I kind of, I don't want to say I pride myself on, but it's always a goal is how can I give so much away? How can I give things that people would put inside of their course? I always try to go above and beyond. And when you do that, it always comes back. A lot of coaches are afraid to give too much away. If I give too much away, people won't pay me. If I give too much away, I'll have nothing to put in my programs, my courses, give my one-on-one clients. And that's just not true. There's always way more to give and it 
always comes back. People always appreciate it. I, if you watch my Instagram stories, you'll see I'm always resharing what people say about this podcast or, um, you know, like a, an opt-in I create or a video I do or a live I do. And they're always so grateful. And I'm so grateful that they're so grateful. And it just creates, I always like to say it creates a love fest where we're all just like loving on each other. And I think when you're in a state of love, you get rewarded. The universe rewards people who are loving, who are kind, and you might not see it at first, but it eventually comes back. And for me, and this is like another thing that you need to get results is you need to be in a good vibrational place. When you're having a crappy day, it's really hard to work on your business and get stuff done. When you're having a really great day, ideas flow, things just happen. They start working out for you in a great way to get in that state is to have people saying, thank you so much for X, Y, and Z. Thank you so much for the podcast. Thank you so much for this message. Thank you so much for that. And then what happens? You want to give more, right? And it just creates this overwhelming sense of abundance and gratitude and love. And from that place, good things always happen. So giving a bunch of value, that works really well for me. And I work on all of these things at least once a week, the lives, right? I'm not going live every single day, but at least once a week. And a lot of them, I'm spending time on them every single day because I know that they work. So I would say if you're like, okay, I really want to grow my business this year. This is the year for me, 2020. It seems so weird saying that, but it is. It's 2020. If this is going to be your year, then pay attention to what's working. You can look at your Instagram if you're like a big Instagrammer like I am. You can look at your Instagram, you can do it on desktop, I find that it's easier, and you can see like what has the most likes, what has the most comments, and see like what what are the commonalities, what are people really resonating with, what gets reshared, right, what do people message you about, and do more of that, create a list of all the things that work really well for you in your business, and focus more on those. I know this is like the the day and age where it's like, I have to do more. I have to be more. I have to create more. I have to make more. But honestly, if you just focus on the things that work really well, do less, but do better. That's like my new mantra. Do less, but do better. Uh, you will get the same results or better than you're currently getting. So that's what I would recommend for that. Another thing that I wanted to mention with this one is forget about what everybody else is doing. Decision fatigue is a real thing. It's going around. Overwhelms going around. If you are always looking at what everyone else is doing, you're going to want to do it. And it doesn't mean just because somebody else is doing it, it doesn't mean that it's working. Just because somebody has more followers than you doesn't mean that they're making more money than you, right? Just because somebody's making more money than you doesn't mean they're happier than you. So just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you should be doing it. And One thing that I do is I keep my eyes on my own content. I focus on my own stuff and I actually really try to stay away from other business coaches, anybody who's similar to me. I try not to, I stopped listening to some business podcasts because I was like, I don't want to sound like those people. I love those people. They do great work, but our work is very similar and I don't want my content to be just like their content. And it's really hard in this day and age, not to kind of pick up some things, even when you're trying not to. If you're listening to a podcast or you're reading something, you don't go out and be like, oh, I'm going to you know, write a post on this. But sometimes it just seeps into our brains and we don't even realize we're doing it. So I try to ignore those people. And I would recommend you do the same. If you're trying to create really great content and really stand out, 
If you have this habit of looking at what other health coaches are doing or other people in your industry are doing and then creating content, I would stop doing that. I know at the beginning it can be hard. It's like, oh, I want to look to see how, you know, Melissa, the health coach, how she ended her caption. I would recommend not doing that and doing it your own way, writing it your own way because your ideal people, they're going to resonate with the way that you do it. And when it comes to running your own business, there's no right way to do it. The people who you watch who are like really successful, they figured out how to do it on their own. They figured out their own style and that and it works. Usually uniqueness works a lot better than a duplicated version of somebody else, right? So I always keep my eyes on my own content. Stop listening to podcasts. I don't want to sound like other people. I want to create my own stuff. And if you're not sure how to do it, just just practice. Just practice putting stuff out there. Practice writing how you talk. Practice sharing your stories, your experiences. Okay, another thing is remember that you are the main tool in your business. If you don't feel good, if you're not taking care of yourself, then your work isn't going to be great. So figure out what lights you up. Entrepreneurship, creating your own business, you have to be the star of the show, right? When it comes to running your own business, you have to motivate yourself. You have to have the energy to get all of the work done, to coach the clients, to write the email, to do the Instagram posts, to do live videos. It takes a lot of energy. So remember your health, your body is really important and you have to figure out what lights you up. What creates your most productive self? It might not be caffeine, my friend. It might not be all of the coffee. It might not be watching what everybody else is doing on social media before you do it. Okay, you know? Uh, So I had to do that, right? I had to figure out, okay, what lights me up? What gets me inspired before I start my day? And what that looks like, for me, that looks like plenty of time. If you rush me, you're going to pay. Meaning I will have a breakdown and it will take 10 times longer than it would have if you would have just let me do my own thing. I think it has to do with my human design. I'm a manifester and I just hate being rushed. So what I do, because I'm also very punctual, I like being on time, is I get up earlier. I get up earlier and I give myself plenty of time, plenty of time to do all the things I need to do before I start my work day. So Movement is also really important to me. So in the morning, before I start working, I'm doing yoga. I'm also doing green juice, right? I'm meditating. Um, I'm going for a walk every single day. Those are really important. Those leave me feeling really inspired. Knowing that my business runs best when I'm taken care of, I don't beat myself up for taking you know, two, three hours a day just taking care of myself. At the beginning, it can feel like I only have so much time, I have to get to work, but I promise you, you will do so much more when you're motivated, when you're energized versus when you're feeling tired, exhausted, not really motivated, kind of like, eh, what am I doing today? I don't feel good. I don't want to do this. It's not worth it. It's worth it to get in a state where you feel really good and then you can get to work, right? So movement is really key for me. I found out I go for a walk every single day, even if I don't want to. Um, I also need alone time. I need space. I was just talking to Peter about this. He was like, I was at a cafe. He's like, wow, what made you come home when you came home? And I was like, I felt like I couldn't like be myself completely. I need space to, to be myself, to move, to sit crisscross in my PJs if I want to. I need to be able to do stories, get on video. 
I really work best at home and in my office. So creating an office space was really important to me. And you might be the same. And if so, you should create a space in your house that makes you feel really comfortable where you can do your best work. Now, you might be different, right? You might need interaction. Peter definitely needs more interaction than I do. Uh, He likes to work for like shorter periods where I like to work for a long extended stretches. I like to really get in the flow So figuring out what you need, and and this is very similar to what I was talking about in terms of figuring out what works for your business, right? What are the things that really move the needle in your business and help you grow? Figure those out, write those down, focus on those, but then also figuring out what you need to show up as your best self for your business and then not judging yourself for it. For me, I actually was really hard on myself for a while. I remember when we had an assistant working here and I would get so frustrated with everybody always asking me for things. And I felt like I was constantly getting interrupted. And I felt so bad because my assistant and Peter, they're they're a dream. Like they're so kind. They just want to help me. But I was getting so frustrated and I eventually figured out it's because I need space and time alone to do my best work, right? And I had to ask for that. I had to let them, I had to communicate that, go figure. I had to ask for that and I had to stick to that because nobody was going to do it for me. And when you're the boss, it's required that you ask for what you need, right? You have to ask for what you need. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So I hope this episode shed some light on what you can do to fully commit to your business. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want and need, to take risks, to put it all on the line, to make time for yourself every single day, because usually that's what it takes to be the boss. If you love this episode, please tag me on Instagram at Sarah underscore Hagstrom. You can send me a DM and just let me know your biggest takeaway. I love hearing from you. I love feedback. All right. Until next time. Bye, friend. Bye.